Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you. This week, we're going to talk about the days of heaven on earth. We're going to talk about heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak. Cause me to speak as the oracles of God, Father, to encourage, to lift up, to bless, to prosper, Father, with the words of life. Let the words of life flow through me, Father, in the name of Yeshua, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Deuteronomy 11, chapter. And let's just start at the first verse. I'm going to read a bunch of verses to you first. Therefore thou shalt, this Deuteronomy 11 and verse 1, Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. For, I mean, and know ye this day, for I speak not with your children, which have not known and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles, and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and unto all his land. And what he did unto the army of Egypt, unto their horses, and to their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord hath destroyed them unto this day, and what he did unto you in the wilderness, until you came into this place, and what he did unto Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Elah the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their households and their tents and all their sustenance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord, which he did. Therefore, ye shall keep all the commandments which I command you this day that ye may be strong and go in and possess the land whether ye go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that flowed with milk and honey. For the land, whether thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt from when she came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waters it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land where ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and drink it water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God cared for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. 
take heed to yourselves that you that you, that you're not that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, and then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and He shut up the heaven that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit. And least ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord given you. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children. Speaking of them when thou sittest thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of the word. God's desire is for you to live days on earth as a day in the heavens. See, he said that he wants your days to be multiplied and the days of your children. See, as the days of heaven Upon the earth, he told the Jesus told the disciples to pray, "Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." God does not change. He said, "I'm the Lord thy God, and I change not." He healed the people in the Old Testament. His original desire was for them not to get sick. When they walked in the wilderness, there was none feeble. There was none weak among them. They did not get sick. They were not weak. Their eyes were not dim, and their natural force did not abate. Moses was 120, and he had the same strength he had when he was a young man. One place, Caleb was 85, and he had the same strength he had when he was a young man. I look at those old timers like Dick Braswell and Paul, Paul, Billy, who I know uh, over there by my mill route, those guys in their 80s, and they still strong. They're faith guys. And see, God's desire is that you don't age. In Psalms 103, he said he renewed your youth as the eagles. When, when this little virus stuff came out, it wasn't for the Christian. It wasn't for the children of God. You remember when the plagues came, it was for the Egyptians. The children of God didn't get it. When it was dark in Egypt, it was light in Goshen. It was light where the children of God was, and it was dark where the, the people who were against God were. How many understand that? When God got ready to send the plague, the plague didn't hit the children of Israel. The plague killed the, the the enemy it killed it was it was sent for God's enemies it wasn't sent 
for the children of God. A lot of people don't understand scripture. We as Christians, we don't supposed to walk around scared and frightened like the children of the devil. We're supposed to have faith. See, in Hebrews, it talks about the word not profiting the, the children of God because they didn't mix it with faith. The plagues were sent to God's enemies, not to God's children. The plagues is not for you. You see what I'm saying? The plagues is, is for the lukewarm. See, he said he's going he gonna to spew the lukewarm out of his mouth. But you're not lukewarm because if you're listening to me, you can't be lukewarm because that means you're seeking for a word. The lukewarm is the people that don't want God. They want just want them on Sundays and, and, and so forth and so on. And the world is the people don't want God at all. That's who the plague was sent to. See, Pharaoh could have repented. Then he wouldn't have got the plague. See, see, the enemies of God, they can repent, but they won't repent. What they're trying to do is they're trying to solve the plague through natural means, by taking vaccines and masks and so forth and so on. That's not going to work. It don't work. Since we've been since we've been wearing the mask, the the the, the, uh, the virus cases went up. I researched it. It wasn't that many. As soon as they came with the mask mandate, it went up. Why? Because you're not going to avoid it without serving the Lord. And I'm going to tell you this. Everybody I know recovered. Not a single person worked with me has died, and a lot of people have, has gotten it. So his original plan is for you not to get sick, but if you get sick, he is the Lord thy God that healeth thee. So God is in the healing business. He wants your days to be as the days of heaven upon the earth. Hallelujah, he don't want you to be sick. He don't want you to be poor. He don't want you to be weak and feeble. He don't want you to be weak-minded. He wants you to be strong and not weak, rich and not poor. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Hi, brothers and sisters. Welcome on this Tuesday. Brother Derry, with you at the microphone. I'm very happy to be with you. Let me, y'all, just declare God's favor upon you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for these five baptized Christians, Lord, that are not lukewarm. Hallelujah. And, Lord Jesus, I decree your blood. I decree your encouragement upon them. I decree, Lord Jesus, that they're coming into a revelation of the days of heaven on earth. Let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done on earth, the same as is done in heaven. Let it visit us, Father. Supernatural multiplication in our finances. Supernatural multiplication in our strength and in our health. Hallelujah. Supernatural multiplication in our spiritual development. Let the days of heaven on earth come, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let me go back to... Um, Deuteronomy 11 chapter. And um, let me read uh, verse 19 through 21. Well, let's start again at the verse 18. It says, Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul. What is God's word? It depends on your situation. God got a word for every situation. I mean, when I say every situation, I mean every situation. Hallelujah. He has a word for you. He got a word for married couples. The fraud, not one another. Except with consent. Hallelujah. That's in uh, Corinthians. He's got a word for you if you're sick. He's the Lord thy God that healeth thee. He's got a word for you if you're fighting a sin. Hallelujah. 
Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be delivered. He got a word for you if you're having financial trouble. My God supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He got a word for you if you if you find some kind of uh, demon or uh, uh, spirit. For in the name of Jesus, we cast out devils. See, it is a word for everything. It, it, you can do it yourself. He said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's let just suppose you're battling some kind of uh, spiritual problem. Well, don't give in to it. Resist it. Say, I renounce this spirit. I don't want you, and I drive you out of my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's that simple. You know, sometimes people watch people do something on YouTube or watch it on TV. You might see somebody cast out a devil on TV or on YouTube. I've done it before. But look, let me tell you this. It's really not hard. I'm telling you, you could do it. It's not hard. It is easy. You And look, it's not going to always be manifestations. Sometimes that stuff just come out with no manifestations. So just because you see stuff with manifestations, that don't mean all of it work that way. So it's, it's very simple. You just have to exercise your faith. So let's go back to Deuteronomy 11 and 18. Therefore shall you lay up these, my words, in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontless between your eyes. See, he uses the hand and the and eyes and all that because he's trying to tell you you got to give a earnest heed to the word of God. It can't be common to you. It can't be something that you take lightly. It's got to be a big deal. It's got to be like your favorite football team winning the national championship. That's how the word of God got to be to you. You know the excitement you get over uh, whatever you like to do or uh, some of you ladies, you might like getting, uh, going to the spa or something, getting your hair done or something, looking at how pretty your hair is or your nails or guys, you might get excited by some car or, or your favorite sports team winning. Well, we need to have that same enthusiasm by the word of God. See, he said, lay up these, my words, in your heart and in your soul. See, and bind them for a sign upon your hand. Keep reading it until you get excited about it. It might not be that exciting at first. You might just do it because the preacher said do it, because I'm saying do it, because the word said. Well, first you start off doing it because the word said do it. But I'm going to tell you, if you force yourself into this realm, it's going to be an excitement going to come to you as you begin to dig into the word of God. It's a binding for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontless between your eyes. See, when you look at that word, whatever you look at, you're going to become. If you look at porn, you'll become like that. If you look at the word of God, you'll become like that. Whatever you look at, keep looking at it, keep looking at it. One place, the guy said he made a covenant with his eyes. See, whatever you keep looking at, you will become. In verse 19, it says, then you shall teach them your children. So you got to teach the word to your children. You have to do it. It's not the church job. Oh, somebody missed that. It's not the church job. Now, the church will assist you. That's why I take my children to church so they can go to the children's church because they're going to assist me with teaching my children the word. You shall teach them your children. Speaking of them, when thou sittest in thy house, see, it's not just for the church, it's when you're at home. And when thou walkest by the way, when you're walking around the house, you're talking about that word most of the time. And when thou lies down, you and your wife lying down, your children get ready to go to bed, you're talking about the word. When you wake up in the morning, glory, hallelujah, you're talking about the word. Hallelujah. 
Lord bless you, Sister Jamie, and the Looney household. Bless you. Glory in the name of Jesus Christ. I release God's favor upon you. I release God's blessings upon you. Brother Lavar, Brother Johnny. Glory, hallelujah. God bless you. Glory, hallelujah. All of my family that is listening to me, may God's favor and blessings be upon you. I love you. The Dunning household, the Dunning, whole Dunning family. I bless you. I love you. Glory, I'm probably going to leave somebody out. Those who faithfully listen, I love you and I bless you. And I decree God's favor and prosperity upon you. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Pastor Marvin and different ones, I love you. There's a lot of you get these messages that I don't know you because I get your name, but I want you to know I love you and I thank you for listening. But it says, you know, and that, that just came into my spirit. You know, when thou lies down and when I rise it up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied. It's an abomination for a Christian to die early. God don't want you to die early. I said it wasn't their time. If, if a Christian died early, it wasn't their time. Now they went to heaven, but it wasn't their time to go. How you know that, Brother King? Because the Bible says your day is supposed to be multiplied. I'm reading it right here. Your day is supposed to be multiplied. So if it was if it was a person time to go when they're young, that means that their days wouldn't multiply. What multiply your days? Setting the word of God before your eyes. That's what it's saying. It gives you some instructions. I read the instructions right before this, before I got to this scripture. And then it tells you if you do what I just read, that your days will be multiplied. Ain't that easy? If you sit, if you look at that word, decree that word, meditate on the word, that means to say over and over and over again, God told Joshua to meditate on that book of the law day and night and say after he meditate on it, he's going to have good success. The, medit the word meditate means to say over and over and over again to mutter. So, so, so let's make it in layman terms. Let's make it simple. If you say the word of God over and over and over again, you're going to have good success. Say it over and over and over again. The Lord is my God. He is my physician. He heals my body. Say that every day. Say it over and over and over again. Say it over and over and over again. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever and he heals my body. I thank you, Lord, that my body is healed. You say that even if you don't feel good. See that the days, that your days may be multiplied. See, he renewed your youth as the eagles and the days of your children. See, God wants your children's days to be multiplied. He wants all of y'all to get to be 120. In the land which the, God, which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven on earth. Now, it ain't days of heaven on earth when you're sick. It ain't days of heaven on earth when you're poor. It ain't days of heaven on earth when it's strife and everything crazy going on. Those are not days of heaven on earth. So you, so this don't say God wants you to always have sickness and strife and poverty. He said that he wants you to have days of heaven while you're on earth, not when you get to heaven. I heard people say, well, they got healed when they died and went to heaven. No, they didn't. They, they, God wanted them to have it on earth. <laughs> he wanted them to have the days of heaven while they were still on earth and then go to heaven and let the thing continue. Hallelujah. So that is God's will. Now, see, I didn't dealt with God's will these first two days. Well, tomorrow we're going to teach you on how to, how to put that willpower, how to manifest the days of heaven on earth. 
because it's ours, and we're going to possess that land. Be blessed. I'll talk to you later. Welcome on this Wednesday, Brother Derek, at the microphone. I decree over you the days of heaven on earth into your life, that you'll have a revelation of this, this word, that it'll uh, come alive in your soul and in your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Philemon. Hallelujah. Let's start at verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Okay, I like to take things I don't like to, you know, as me being a teacher, I don't like to go through it fast. So it said that the communication, what, how do you communicate? That's right. You got to say something. How many know that the sower sows the word? What is a seed in, in spiritual uh, things? Pop quiz. Yes, that's correct. A seed is the word of God sown into the atmosphere. So when you're planting seeds in spiritual talk, you're you're speaking the word of God or sowing the word of God. Sowing is speaking. The seed is the word. So as you communicate by the word of God, see, okay. So it says that the communication of thy faith. Faith is a complete confidence in someone or something. How is your faith released? Your faith is released by communication. I could tell you how people believe by what they say. And I'm, I'm gonna be blunt. I, I got to I got to be blunt so you can all understand my mindset. And I don't mean it's against nobody, but I'll be doing you a disservice if I, if I didn't be honest with you. When people when when people come to me and say stuff like, "Well, such and such was sick. You better watch yourself around such and such. Make sure you social distance and." and and uh, uh, while you're covering and all this, that kind of irritates me a little bit. You know why? Because the word of God says, no evil befalls me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Now, people are telling me that because they love me or because they care about me. But see, by them saying that, that, that tells me that they believe they're going to get it. It tells me that they have faith, more faith in what the doctors is saying and what, what society is saying than what the word of, the, of God said. Suppose you never heard them tell you that you needed a mask. Suppose you never t heard them tell you that it was a virus. Out. Suppose it wasn't all this media like it was when the Bible was written. You wouldn't even have learned how to get sick. See, Adam didn't know how to get sick. Those guys then, they didn't know how to get sick. They didn't even know how to die. That's why that's why Methuselah and this one, they were living to be 900 years old. Noah was 600 when the ark came. They didn't know how to die because they didn't hear all that negativity. I don't know that I'm supposed to get the virus. I don't know that. I don't know that I'm supposed to get the flu. Why do I need a virus or a flu shot when I don't get that? Now, see, I would never get it. I would never get the flu or the coronavirus. Never. Now, some of you think that's a stupid, crazy statement. That's why you get it. Because, see, you got to release your faith by communicating. You got to get out of your work. See, that's a worldly way of thinking. I wanted to reveal it to you. See, the reason you think that way because you don't believe the word. 
Now, I do understand some people work in the medical conf- uh, profession, and they have to have certain guidelines. But you being educated in that can kind of weaken your faith because you done saw the videos and so forth and so on. See, the plagues wasn't for the Christians. It wasn't for the children of God when God released it upon the Egyptians. The plague was out there. The children of God was living with the Egyptians. They was their slaves. But the plague did not touch the children of God. It touched the Egyptians. Why? Because their protection was spiritual. You got to catch the revelation. Their protection was spiritual. It wasn't natural. Oh, if you can get this, you'll never, you'll never get it. Their healing was, 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 was spiritual. It wasn't natural. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. That's what it says in Psalms 103. I am the Lord thy God that healeth all thy diseases. Oh, this is for somebody. I am. You know God, well, that's one of his names. I am. I am the Lord thy God that healeth all thy diseases. I am the Lord thy God that forgiveth all thy sins and iniquities. The great I am, he is merciful, and his mercy endureth forever. He rewards them that put their complete confidence and trust in him. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. He forgiveth all your sins and iniquities. He redeems your life from destruction. He satisfied your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagles. Read Psalms 103. See, I could just quote it because I didn't mutter it and confess it so much that it just flows out of my spirit, man. It flows out of my spirit like a river of living water springing up into everlasting life. The days of your life will be multiplied as you put the words of God in your mouth. We still in Philemon, the sixth verse. That the communication of thy faith, faith is a complete confidence in a, in a person. That person is Jesus Christ. May become effectual. What the word effectual mean? Well, I hadn't looked it up, but I think effectual mean effective. See, your faith become effective as you communicate it, as you declare the word, as you decree the word. The days of heaven on earth begin to manifest in your house. They were having the days of hell, the children of 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 of, of, of Egypt, and and the, and the and the children of God were having the days of heaven. See, on earth. See, they had went through a rough time. They had walked through the fire, and they was going to have to walk through the fire some more to try them to prove them. To see if they would know that man do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What if 2020 was like that trial in the wilderness? Whether you could see uh, if man do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Many people failed the test. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Many people didn't, didn't, didn't hold fast to their confession of faith without waiting. Many people start saying, oh, this is the worst ever. Yes, you had to go through a hard trial, but if, what, where your confession at? 
do you believe me when I tell you 2021 is the year of restoration? Everybody get their personal word. He restored what the caterpillar, the canker worm, and the locusts have eaten. I, the Lord, restored. I, the Lord, restored. Hallelujah. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging. You got to acknowledge that he's the Lord, thy God, that restored you to good health. That he, re- that he redeemed thy life from destruction. That he satisfied your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed as the eagle. That he forgive it all your iniquities, that he he heal it all your diseases. You got to acknowledge every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ Jesus, so the great one lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and he has overcome. See, you got to acknowledge the good that is in you, so that you'll have the, the days of heaven on earth. Healing is on the inside of you. Because the, the, the great one lives in you. When you got born again, God came and, and took up residence inside your body. A piece of him came to live on the inside of you. And when you begin to acknowledge that, you draw for that supernatural power that is already in you. He said that the word is not thee, even in you, even in thy heart. It's in you. He is on the inside of you. He is a well of water in your soul. As you begin to speak his words that is already on the inside of you, you begin to overcome everything that you go through. And the days of heaven on earth will start to manifest wherever you are. See, he dealt with them as a people, but he deal with us now as individuals. The world might be having turmoil, but in your house is the days of heaven on earth. Be blessed. Welcome on this Thursday. Brother Derry with you once again. We're talking about the days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Y'all want to read these first 15 verses of Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter. Because in order to have the days of heaven on earth, see, first you got to fight a war. Paul said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul also wrote in Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against demons. We wrestle against principalities or demons. But we do wrestle against them, and we do win. The Lord told the disciples in uh, uh, the book of Luke, he said, Behold, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and not to share by any means hurt you. That was after they had said that the demons are subject to them. So in the new covenant, we fight, we still fight in a war, but we do it spiritually. And I'm going to deal with that tomorrow. But in the old covenant, they did it in the natural. See, God being a wise God, he wanted you to have an understanding that you still have to, every Christian, every person of God has to have a warfare anointing. When, when you got born again, you, you it's almost like volunteering, uh, enlisting in the Army. And see what I'm saying? So you automatically, now your job, might you might not be infantry, you know, like me. You might be support. You know what I'm saying? But I'm infantry. I'm a front-line soldier. You see what I'm saying? I engage hand-to-hand combat, but I do it in the spirit realm. 
So in Deuteronomy 7 chapter it says, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whether thou goest to possess it and have, and have cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. Now they're going to fight against seven countries. He said he's going to do it, right? Yeah, but they got to do it. <laughs> See, that's how people miss the revelation. He's doing it, but you got to go. Because if you go and look at the book of Joshua, he said, go over there on. I mean, they come back ready. I mean, they in full apparel. Sword, shield, they ready to get down. This thing was for real. This They're not playing games here. They was come back ready. They were shock troops. Storming the beachheads of Normandy, hooking, jab, cut, and stab. So he said he's going to do it. Well, but he's going to do it through you. <laughs> See, a lot of people miss that revelation. All right? Now, he did it sovereignly when he got them, when they were in slavery, because they, they weren't able to regroup and get on. They was babies, so he fed them with a bar. But when they became grown men, he expected them to put their helmet and, 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 and shield on in. See, this, I hope you're catching the revelation. He's not going to keep treating you like a baby. When you're able to fight a newborn Christian, God will allow you to intercess and, 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 and carry them over the top. But eventually they got to do spiritual warfare themselves. That's, that's just how it works. God is not going to permit it. All right, at verse 2 it says, And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Now, 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 transfer that to the spirit realm. Don't make deals with demons. Don't don't let demons dwell in your body, in your home, in your city, in your neighborhood. Don't let them sell dope on your corner. Don't let them commit murder in, on your block. Don't make deals with demons. Thou shalt not, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thou thy daughter shall not. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son. No, his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. Or you ain't going to marry no Muslim. You a Christian. We don't do that. We don't make marriages with people with, with Buddhists and stuff. You don't intermarry like that. People with a different belief system than you. Verse 4 is going to tell you why. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. That means when you suddenly destroy, you just going about your business and then suddenly an accident or something. Yeah. But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art a and holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fearest of all people. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he hath sworn unto your fathers, 
hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage. You're not in the slavery anymore. From the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. We used to have a Pharaoh over us at work. <laughs> he had a little humor. I've been to y'all work for Pharaoh. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and repaid them, listen to this, and repaid them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. <laughs> Man, that's some. Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore it shall come to pass if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swear unto thy fathers. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep in the land which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed Above all people, there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. In other words, you're going to reproduce. It's God's will that you reproduce, not abort babies. Reproduce. You shall not be barren. You shall not abort those babies as a sacrifice to Molech. Verse 15, and the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Are you listening to this? Somebody need to go in their Bible and highlight this. Deuteronomy 7 and 15. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Who takes it away? The Lord does. And will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest. How many know now the evil diseases of Egypt? That's out? That can't come on you, according to the word now. And will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest, upon thee, but will lay them upon them that hate thee. So if people walking around hating you as a Christian, they're going to get to get sick. That's what this say. They're going to get sick. If you walk around hating a Christian, mad at your brother and sister, you're going to get sick. I mean, that's what this say. To, to the people who's in covenant with God, God don't change. Let me read that again. The Lord will take away from thee all sickness. See, the Christian is not going to get sick. They're not going to die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Now, this work when the Christian man believe this, and now you got to stop being lukewarm. See, a lot of this stuff came to stop you from being lukewarm. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness, not add it to you, take it away. And will put none of the evil disease of Egypt, which y'all know it. You know it. You heard about it on TV. Which thou knowest, he won't put that upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. I didn't say that. The people that hate me and you, who are trying to live by faith, who are trying to walk in the word of God, they're going to get sick. Now, if they repent and look at that brass serpent, see, they get, you might get bit by a serpent. You might get sick, but if you repent and look at the brass serpent, 
which is the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll heal them too. If they repent, they get sick and repent, turn from their wickedness, God will heal them. But he's not going to put sickness on you because you are walking in the days of heaven on earth. This stuff don't affect you. You're blessed and highly faith. Talk to you tomorrow. Hallelujah. We're talking about the days of heaven on earth. Welcome on this Friday. I am Derek King. I decree favor and blessings upon you. I decree prosperity, health, and healing to you. The blood of Jesus Christ upon you and, and all of you that pertain unto your household, your children, your, your spouses, that grace and peace be multiplied in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to complete this uh, series. Today, we're going to talk about how to manifest the days of heaven on earth into your realm of influence or in wherever you are, your home, your job, wherever you are. God's will is that you walk in the days of heaven on earth. Second Corinthians 10 and at verse 3. Now, you remember I said yesterday you're going to have to have a war before you get those days of heaven on earth. The enemy got to be defeated. So Second Corinthians 10 and at verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. In other words, when people are acting up, you're not going to pull your pistol out and your sword and your shield anymore. That was in the old covenant where they walked in the flesh. See, they had to go on. They, when, when, when they needed blood, they literally got blood from a lamb or from a, whatever they, uh, a goat or whatever. They had to get literal blood. It wasn't imaginary. They had to have it literally. Now, when I say the blood of Jesus be upon you, it is applied. But it's applied by confession, by decreeing. So the way you're going to get the days of heaven on earth is by your prophetic decrees are by decreeing the word because the word of the Lord is a more sure word of prophecy. This is how you make it come into manifestation. It used to be a song I like, and I still like it. Uh, Jesus culture. Uh, Heaven come down our Father all of heaven roars your name. They always talk about heaven come down, heaven come down, heaven come down. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a particular behavior. Like if everybody in your house like to drink whiskey, that's a stronghold. Or like the whole monger, that's a stronghold. Whatever it is, whatever thing, some stuff are very sensitive but whatever's operating in your bloodline, that's not right. Don't accept that. Don't say, well, the Kings do this or the, or the Johnsons do this. Don't, don't accept that. That's a stronghold that must be pulled down. You're not going to stay that way. So you got to, you got to engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now I'm going to give you an example. You will go, you will do this. Say, Father, I love you, and I ask for angels to come. And I will conduct spiritual warfare in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let thy kingdom come. Let your will be done in my home, on my job, wherever I go. And suppose the strong man is um, alcoholism. You say, I take authority over this spirit of, 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 of addiction to alcohol. I bind that spirit. I tie him up. I command that anointing to stop manifesting. And I cast him out. See, bind means to tie up. So I'm taking the spirit. 
And when I say I bind you, I make this that makes the spirit stop operating. I don't want to lose a spirit of alcoholism. That means he'll be free to do whatever he want to do. I bind the spirit of alcoholism, but it's not enough to bind him. I got to cast him out. So when I say I bind you, angels will come and engage that, that demon that's influencing everybody in the house. The angel's going to come when I say I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. The angels that are assigned to me that are helping me in this warfare, they're going to they see these demons. They're going to engage them. They're going to tie them up. When I say I cast them out, they're going to take them away from my house. See, in the name of Jesus Christ, you should cast out devils. That's how it works. And you can lose stuff. You can lose the love of God. The angels are coming and releasing the knowing of love. Whatever you want to lose. You can lose prosperity. Yeah, come and lose. Look, another one. If poverty, all everybody was poor in your, in your uh, habitations, you can say I bind the spirit of generation of poverty. I break and I loose myself from the curses of poverty. I bind that spirit, and I drive it out of my home. I drive it out of my children in the name of the Lord Jesus. The angels going to come. They're going to take the spirit of poverty, tie them up, carry them away, and say, I lose financial prosperity. And and the angels going to come, or the spirit of God is going to release uh, influence and start teaching you how to be prosperous. Now, it is not enough to do this one time. You know, World War II went on for four five years. So you can't do it one time. You got to keep doing it. I would do it on an everyday basis until you start seeing it manifest. Let's suppose you tell somebody, say, hey, you need to get a job or whatever. They might not get a job that day. You need to tell them again tomorrow. You need to tell them again the next day. You need to tell them forever until they get it. And then when they get there, you start working on something else. See, that's how it works. You keep binding that spirit and loosening the spirit. See, before I got born again, the Lord was talking to me for years, especially when people started praying. And I started feeling that conviction, and they might get tired of praying, and then the conviction will leave. And then I'd be like, that's over with, and keep doing what I'm doing. But if they would have kept applying pressure right, I would have broke. It's kind of like in a boxing match. Sometimes a, a fighter don't get knocked out in the first round. You have to, you have to keep working on him if he's a good fighter. Well, some of them will get knocked out in the first round. It depends on how good the fighter is. So you keep on binding those spirits and cast them out and loosen the right thing until you see a difference. That's what's going on in the country now. It's a spiritual warfare going on. Well, and we still at 2 Corinthians 10. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mounted through God to the pulling down the stronghold. See, I just told you how to pull them down. Verse 5, it said, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. you Whatever you see going on, that's the nature of the spirit. That's the name of the spirit. Whatever it is doing, that's what it is. That You call it by that name. If it's a spirit of um, violence, if, if they commit violence, it's a spirit of violence. If they committed murder, it's a spirit of murder. The name of the spirit is, is, is uh, called by whatever the manifestation of it is. You see what I'm saying? And you need to engage it. Don't leave it in the person. Don't leave it in yourself. Don't leave it in your home. You got to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Depression, spirit of grief. Some people have grief. You know, I broke I broke a spirit of grief off a lady one time. This lady husband died, right? And I saw it. She was going to die too if I didn't break this spirit. Her, her spirit is real low. It was like six, seven months later. 
Now, it's natural to grieve for a little while. Now, you don't come against that. That's natural. But she was going to counseling and this and that, and I did it without her knowing it. And uh, she said she really was having a hard time. I said, I pray for you. She said, anything. So this I prayed, and I did it without her knowing it. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break the soul tie that you have, and I call her husband's name. I break that soul tie in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command the spirit of grief to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, after that, she was okay. Now, she still loved her husband, but he's gone, and it wasn't going to kill her. Because, see, oh, boy, I don't have time to teach on that. Some people have soul. See, when you've got a spouse and then that soul tie so strong, till they die, you'll die, too, if, you, if, if the soul tie is not broken. That don't mean you don't love them. That soul tie has to be broken because they're now dead. It, I can show you in Scripture where it say they was, they was uh soul tie they were linked unto death you know i can show in the scripture greed unto death but anyway that's how you do spiritual warfare depression you have to cast out the spirit of depression and despair that's a spirit that's why they they get treated at the doctor with medicine this and that the reason they had to be treated because they recognize that it's something really going on and if you see a person that's depressed and all that you got to engage their enemy because god wants you to have the days of heaven on earth now the days of heaven on earth come when all the enemies are driven out and the enemies are demons in the new covenant. So it said, casting down imagination, every hard thing that is all itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to avenge, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And see, also in Ephesians, Paul's talked about that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but against principalities. He talks about the armor of God, the shield of faith, and he tell you what that is, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He described what all these weapons are, and you engage these spiritual enemies with those weapons. I don't have time to go into that because I'm out of time. Be blessed. Talk to you next week.